0: episode 23 my man i gotta tell you happy international belated podcast day
1: i know I'm, I, I thought you forgot <laughs> to acknowledge my my special day i know uh, yeah so it was friday the 30th did you do anything special i uh, listened to a podcast did you which one which uh, one i like joe rogan my joe rogan day i caught up on my my jocko uh and default rogan huh yeah default rogan nice the the godfather podcasting so nice nice just t- brought it to a whole nother level so it was good it was good We're good i'm looking forward to
0: today's show i can't believe it episode 23. um we're about to get down right now um we do have a special guest that came in last minute i gotta thank him we'll introduce him here in a little bit but uh so what's on the what's on the dock today because this is a whole new uh format i know we got some questions to do i'm excited i'm sure you are too
1: yeah appreciate you uh Coming in for this, we got a Q and D. We're gonna try something a little different: questions and discussions. Oh, questions uh, discussion, and Yeah, man. we're just gonna switch up a little bit. Uh, so a little more interactive with the audience, the listeners, get them more involved. Uh, pick your brain, pick our guest brain a little bit, a uh, little bit more. So uh, just casual conversation. Conversation. Nothing wrong with that, right?
0: Nice, nice. Well, let's welcome uh, our special guest that came in last minute, Tony B, Mr. Bravo, Forging Fire Champion, episode seven. Check that episode out. You guys don't know who Tony is, but welcome to the show, my man.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys having me again. This is an awesome thing. Great platform, brother.
0: Yeah, this is uh, early morning, too. I mean, the sun's barely coming up and we decided, you know, let's get in here and do this. So let me apologize too, man. I know I've been super busy, but I'm looking forward to this.
1: No, you're prioritizing, executing. It's all good. Right. Uh, Tony, alumni, thanks for coming in, man.
2: Yes. yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Let's get it on. What you got?
1: Uh, speaking of podcasts, uh, podcast facts real quick. I got a few for you. There's over 4 million podcasts worldwide. Mr. Worldwide? Nice, Mr. Worldwide. Uh, one third of Americans listen to at least one podcast a month. You say that you're pretty good, accurate for
0: you? Mm, yeah, I would say, well, a little more than that. I mean, I try to do as many as I can.
1: Tony, you big?
2: On podcast? Well, I listen to this one. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> do you? you know, no, oh, I, nice. I do. I nice. listen to this one. You know, there's a few that I listen to. You yeah. Know, some knife ones. You know, oh, there's some knife, knife ones. Talk. Yeah. Knife talk. <laughs> you knife know, talk. They get, they get kind of weird sometimes, you know, they're just geeking out. Yeah, they geek out a little bit, but <laughs> they're getting you know.
0: popular, man. I mean, you could, you could search any, any topic right now. There'd be a podcast. On oh yeah, there. for sure. I mean, anything and I'm digging it. I mean, obviously the audio books work well, but podcasting, I don't know, man. It's something that I enjoy listening to for sure.
1: You're getting people talking on a platform that typically they they pay money to come and speak to you. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. a real good, like Jocko, uh, just some of that insight, the insight, that conversations, it's, it's valuable. Uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, uh, or Peter Jordan Peterson, they come on and talk Just mm-hmm. some brilliant minds that just give you some, uh, real good perspective. I'm finding enjoyment in the, uh, the Jocko underground right now. I like the back and forth,
0: the Q and a questions.
1: You, you pay for that, man. Right.
0: Well, you got to pay a little, but there's so much. I mean, it's small. I mean, the fee is small compared to the value you get out of it for sure. You know, I'm enjoying it. That's cool. Mm -hmm.
1: I might have to look into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, cool. I got some uh, fun stuff for you guys I wanted to share with you. Uh, Are you up to date on the NASA's DART mission?
2: Never heard of it. Brand new. All right, cool. (laughs) Here we go.
1: Uh, Here we go. This is off of nasa.gov. This is uh, released on September 26th. After flying 10 months in space, NASA's double asteroid redirection test, aka the DART, the world's first planetary planetary defense technology demonstration, successfully impacted its asteroid target on Monday. It's the agency's first attempt to move an asteroid in space. So what they basically did, there was an asteroid coming in a direction. It, It was no threat to Earth or however they want to explain it. And they wanted to launch this little this little dart to see if they can mess up the, tr- the trajectory. So just in case, if this ever happened in a scenario where it was gonna head or in actual real life it was gonna head towards Earth, they could they could they could work this out. So we're living an Armageddon type scenario. We're really gonna call Bruce Willis, bro. Great have drilling that thing, <laughs> drilling that thing. <laughs> Uh, so as so a, what? It, so back up. So what is what is the Dart? So is it a
0: sonic wave? Is it a is it a laser? What is it?
1: No, it's this little satellite. It's this little. It's this little just to push it out of the way or something. Yeah, just it just the goal. Like <laughs> I was watching crazy. the countdown. It just it just heads to the the, yeah. the asteroid and it impacts and there was a success. Oh, okay. But they won't know if it actually worked. I guess in, a, in, in until a few weeks. So I mean, it's millions of light years away. It's crazy. Okay. Okay. Very impressive. Uh, it said at its core, Dart represents an unprecedented success to planetary for planetary defense, but it is also a mission of unity, unity with a real benefit for all humanity. Uh, that was NASA's administrator, Bill Nelson. He goes on to say, as NASA studies the cosmos of our home planet, we're also working to protect the home, that home, um, and it's international collaboration turned science fiction into science fact demonstrating one way to protect earth. So, uh, one more thing for you to worry about Raul, when you're, uh, you're sitting, enjoying your, uh, Friday fajitas. <laughs> Freaking asteroid <laughs> hitting us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. Isn't this crazy?
0: That's just, I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy, but hey man, better be safe than sorry. I'm, <laughs> thank you, NASA, for protecting us from an asteroid. I what? thought I thought we were talking about some some weird stuff. Yeah, now, what, what was the
2: guy's name? Uh his name is Bill Nelson. Bill Nelson. I work with a guy who's named Bill Nelson out of four sixty-five. He locked out uh circuit. I wonder if it's the same guy. <laughs> Might be. You know, he's got, he's got experience a, <laughs> <laughs> knocking shit
0: out, I
1: guess. Oh, damn, Tony. It's <laughs> a good fun fact.
2: Uh, all right, here we go. All right, that was a little deep for the morning, buddy.
1: I think it was good. All right. Uh, go uh, they named the asteroid Demorpheus. There you go. Oh, Demorpheus. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, what's in your pumpkin spice latte? You, uh, Ronald's got the water. Tony's got some iced coffee. So none of us are drinking pumpkin spice latte. Uh, it is fall. Uh, you can see some of the the the... Grubbery or shrink, grubber, <laughs> shrubbery, shrubbery. <laughs> shrubbery changing colors, already. So, um, it's early. You, you actually, you probably need a
0: pumpkin spice now. I got my Jocko Go, man.
1: <laughs> this stuff's good.
0: All right, where do you going? Do you drink do
1: these? I want to. do you know what's in these things? No, they're it's, terrible.
0: It's too. It's they're terrible for you. I'm Su- sorry. They yeah, there's too much sugar. I mean, not enough. It's just nope. It's all bad. Tony,
1: do you drink these? Uh,
2: uh-uh. I, I don't fall into the uh the fads and stuff like that. No. So. All uh, time let's, hear, Just, let's hear
1: what's in yeah. it. They started releasing these in August. And there's someone in our office that, I'm not going to say her name, that had one of these in August. It's still 100 degrees out, but they're trying to mentally get themselves ready for this, Halloween this, coming up yeah, uh, this, at this, Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, holiday season. Got and it. she knows who she is. <laughs> Calling her around <right> here. <laughs> what's in your pumpkin spice latte? I'm going to tell her right now. 16 ounces. There's 410 calories. Uh, most Diets are ranging from 2,000 to 2,500 calories. Mm You're 25% there. Big time. (laughs) One drink. (laughs) 17 grams of fat. Yeah. Wow. Carbs, 51 grams. That's 19% 19 of your daily value. Jesus. Sugar, 48 grams. That's as much as three Twinkies. Five Krispy Kreme donuts. 48 grams of sugar.
2: Ain't, I'm
0: i not good with that. That's amazing. I'm, you know, I'm skipping I, on that. And I
2: wonder what's in this thing. You know, and I, what I, are you yeah, drinking? It's it's just like a caramel latte iced, but I can guarantee you, it's just as full of that crap. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, it's got a lot in there. Yeah, I got I got to watch that. That sounds bad. Yeah,
1: sneaks up on you. But there's 14 grams of protein. Roll, you're big on the protein, aren't you? I'm big on the protein, but I ain't getting it from a <laughs> a pumpkin spice. A latte, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Dunkin' Donuts did have a, a black coffee with uh, the whipped cream or the uh, the whipped froth was was pumpkin spice flavored, so that might be a little um, deviation that you can you can have. I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Interesting. I find this stuff good. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you went with a smaller size, like sixteen ounces, like espresso
0: shot, maybe just to get that flavor and move that ain't on.
2: Gonna, that you gonna go work. It's not going to work. So I was watching this one. It's other not going to work. No, nah, you, you're done, son. Because um, So in a large, like you know, if you go to Starbucks or whatever, caramel macchiato, mm-hmm. in a large, it's the same as you get. I mean, I'm sorry, a venti. Mm-hmm. It's the same as you get in a grande. They just put more ice in the, the ah. other one. So if you said, oh, I'll go grande and get the less calories and all that stuff. No, it's the same. It just didn't fit. as. It's the same amount. Except uh, the other one has more ice. Was this a video you were seeing them do that? I think I've seen a McDonald's do that. Oh, well, I've seen them do it right in front of me, mm. you know? Oh, yeah. It's the same amount. It's no different. So, you're not getting away from it. If you want to drink them, drink them. Get it, yeah. Because I mean, you want to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it's that time, that Friday, or you live in an area where it's nice and chilly and you got the fireplace on, pumpkin spice latte ain't bad, right? No. Well, I ain't doing it. No? No. I'm good with just a... Uh, you're just cold a, black coffee, though, aren't
0: you? Cold black coffee, for sure. I mean, you could, I mean, it's all proportion. Like, you can have anything, right? You just can't have every everything. Is yeah. that the saying? Like, you got to just proportion yourself. That's my opinion.
1: So we're not going to come see you with a scarf and a beanie and a pumpkin spice latte <laughs> with your mittens on <laughs> anytime I'm soon? I'm not
0: doing that, no. I, I drink cold coffee even when it's cold. Yeah.
1: When it's, when hot, it's hot. hot. Oh, when it's, oh yeah, it's cold. When it's cold. Yeah. 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 I'm barely getting back into the warm coffee now because in the summertime, I can't do it. Yeah hot coffee. Well, maybe, maybe you're like doing hot it, team, When you doing right? it at noon or what? It's yeah. still It's <laughs> mental, man. I'm starting <laughs> drinking this uh, either Majiko Go or some working athlete and then getting that that coolness in my body already. Yeah. I run hot, man. You guys are you guys are cool Ooh, cool guys. <laughs> All right, enough of that right, enough riff that. Raf- Uh, uh that. here we go. Moving First on. question. Uh so basically Q&D um asked the gram, ask uh LinkedIn provide us some questions. We'll, we'll answer them as best we can. I want to do some context on it for a second too. Oh, uh, actually, go ahead. Oh, no, just please. really quick.
0: So we asked Tony to come on, sure, just so that it wasn't just me and you talking back and forth. <laughs> we wanted to have a special guest to add some some value to this conversation, which he will. So again, appreciate you coming out, man. This is gonna be fun. Thank you. Uh,
1: you before we get to these questions, I'm sorry we didn't we didn't talk about the the, the rodeo, International Lyman's Rodeo is coming up yeah. next week. Uh, what are you looking forward to? What, what what are you what are you excited to go and see and and do and all that stuff? I'm ready to see our team get after
0: it. You know the Sturgeon Electric. Uh, IBW local 47 team. There's a lot of teams going. I'm looking forward to seeing our team has really worked hard, man. They've worked hard all this whole rodeo season. I mean, I don't, how many rodeos do you think the guys went to? Eight? Uh, nine. Nine rodeos? Nine, yeah. um, so, I mean, just to put the uh, discipline, I mean, the training, every, I mean, everything they've done to pull away from their families, um, to do that is exceptional, and I'm looking forward to seeing them hit the stage and and uh, and hit the, you know, just hit the competition hard i um, looking to see some old, you know, familiar faces I haven't seen in a while. Some of the vendors, some of the, some of our um, clients, um, some guys I haven't talked to in a long time. Just looking forward to that. Looking forward to traveling. The whole experience is just phenomenal. I know you can probably add into this too, Tony, because. Yeah, it's always a good time. It's a good time.
2: You see a lot of people you haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Guys that, you know, you worked with in, during your apprenticeship that were travelers, mm-hmm. you know, from out of state. And then you see them there, you know, you haven't seen them in 10 years or yep. whatever the case may be, but. It is just, it's just a good time to see all the guys together from one goal, right? Yeah, yeah it's competition. It's really cool. Yeah, uh,
0: absolutely. The expo is going to be good. You know, I mean, we have a booth, right? Yeah. Do we have a number yet? Six one two would be our booth number. Come check us out, uh, everybody, our listeners out there. Six one two. You'll see producer Paul, power uh, element Paul. What else you got? <laughs> decorator
1: Paul. <laughs> 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 Pumpkin spice latte bar- Paul. barista Paul. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come come by, take a picture with Raul. Put it on the gram. Shout yeah. it out! We're gonna, we're gonna do some podcasts, right? Yeah, we got we got a good lineup. Uh, hopefully, I'm just gonna we're gonna podcasting nonstop. We got some swag too. Yeah, we got some good swag. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna veil that that uh that yet. You're gonna have to come no. by and and grab some. But uh, I guarantee you're not gonna be disappointed. A lot of effort, a lot of a lot of minds involved in in that stuff. So should be good. Absolutely, looking, f- looking forward to it. Uh, real quick, Steve. Was interviewed by our NYR newsletter, and he said, uh, "Taking a problem, and this is in regard to rodeo, taking a problem, problem, strategizing, and trying to find the safest solution po- possible. That's what we do in line work, and that's what we do in rodeo. Uh, you look at our team, you look at other teams. The good teams are really taking that extra step, having the extra minute or two in that tailboard, uh, even though they've been doing our team." even though they've been doing this for a long time and, and really having some success, they don't skip on the tailboard. They don't skip on the strategy. It's paying dividends, in, 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 in my opinion. You want to weigh on that, Tony, role? I mean, if it doesn't start right, it won't end
0: right. And I think the guys really do a really good job at preparing. And it takes, it takes that, um, that culture of the, that leadership to start the conversation. What can go wrong? What if we do it like this? You know, it's also listening. You know the guys listening to each other. You know the better approaches, but I mean these guys just these guys are just clicking too, and it comes with you know many years of doing it. They got the experience behind them. You know I think so. Yeah, I agree. I mean I think the tailboard is is very critical. What do you think, man? Absolutely. I
2: mean you gotta based on your tailboard. You know you got a purpose. You got to move mm-hmm. move with a purpose, and you got to follow the plan. You know. Yeah. Because I've you know I I've seen me do it. It works, you know, <laughs> I've actually seen me do it. Yeah. And you just got to, you know, listen and be engaged yeah. and move forward. You know, you, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You got to be confident, you know, but listening to the tailboard is the single most important part just to get started, yeah. you know, just to get started.
0: And as the job goes too, I think, you know, I think our guys do really well. And I'm saying, you know, Daniel and, and Steve and Cole, like they communicate. Like they are talking the entire time they're training. I mean, if if you when you when you hit the rodeo grounds and you're walking around listening to crews and people performing the work, you can hear some guys, and sometimes you you don't hear anything. The guys are just clicking, the, and that works too. You know, we're, I think we have a question in in you know in regards to that, but I like the way Steve just is constantly talking to the guys from the ground. You know, he's constantly just communicating.
2: Yeah, and he, you know, he's a senior guy. He's got oh, yeah, he's got the experience. He's he's seen what works. You know. Mm-hmm. He's been there. He's been on the stage. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really cool. You guys got a good leader there. Yep. He's going to do good.
1: And you really see a lot of those uh, – in the in the rodeo, you see teams that just want to be there for the camaraderie and have fun, and, and you see a lot of uh, people do that, and that's fine. That's great. But there's teams that want to compete, um, and, and they take the extra step to have that, that conversation, to have that tailboard. And like I said, just listen and then actively engage. I mean, we're talking about a rodeo in Portland. It was a transformer transfer. That's something you really can't prepare for, and you don't know because it's a mystery event. So you get there, and you're you're making this tailboard up on the fly, and like you said, and when you're in the moment, you're changing, you're communicating. You know, uh, it's it's an actively uh, progressing job, and, and you're you're working at it. So it's pretty it's pretty inter- interesting. So uh, I'm a geek. I love that stuff. I love seeing the way they communicate, but that's just me. So all right, I'll stop geeking out. Uh, Paul Willenberg gives us a question via LinkedIn. Uh, he wants to know: Is servant leadership more of a trait or behavior? Have you known people who, by nature, are servant role? Oh.
0: So, to put some context around this: so, servant leadership to serve others, right? It's a leadership kind of quality to serve others, and I think people are naturally gifted or have the the personal trait just to be really giving, just naturally, right? Like. They'll do anything for you, like those you know those people have, they're, they're, that are out there. But when you can combine that, I think that quality with, you know, training and being a good leader, because being a leader is not easy to do. I think we can agree that, you know, it's something you have to work at. You have to – it's a – what is our extreme ownership training? I mean, it's something you have to be taught. You have to work at skill. it. It's a skill. Develop. Thank you. You have to develop it and – I think if you can have that quality of doing, you know, working towards others, not just the company's goal, your personal goal, but for the betterment of other people and tie that in with some leadership training and working at a skill, I think, I think you can, I think you can, you can really accomplish a lot within your, within your organization. So I think it's more of a, I think it's, I think it's both. I think it's something that you have with as a behavior, but I think you have to learn and you have to work at it too. It's not, especially when you have to make decisions. Because you can, I mean, you could default into the wrong uh, behavior really quick when it's a, a decision that maybe is impactful, or you have to it has to be made quickly, or maybe something that's going right. So you can default in the wrong area, and then you may be, you may, you may be a servant leader, but at that moment you get a little hectic. You know, you're trying to make a you hurry up decision.
1: So yeah, I mean, I kind of went all over the place there, Paul. Do you, um, Do you feel like you, when you have a conversation and maybe you're asked a question or a scenario, and you feel like you have to detach? and slow down and be like, how can I better serve this conversation? Is that, I get, cause like for I me, just, I'm still kind of learning. I'm still trying to develop some of stuff, but you've been doing this. Specifically for me. So yeah.
0: I try to, I try to go into that loop. Right. And first thing is to detach before you make a decision or react on something. Um, and to try to drag in like, can I make this decision right now? Or can it wait? Right. Like, do I have to answer this now? Or can we just sit on it for a little bit and let's think about it. But when you're dealing with, you know, real time situations, it's really hard to detach. Like, cause you just default into the answer that you know, and it may not be the right answer. Sometimes you do have to detach and you know, accomplish that decision or that conversation or whatever you're doing with a clear head. And if you're not doing that, then you're gonna go back to what you're normally kind of, cons- you know, what you're aware of and what you've done in the past. You kind of default to that. But, um. Yeah, detaching from the situation to make those clear decisions is probably is, is the is the best way to do it. It's hard to do though, you know. I can say it; we can all say it. Like, oh, let me detach from it and try to execute this at the right time, but it's not easy. Yeah. And it's why you've gotta, you got to you got to continue to, you know, pulling like having physical. I don't know. In my opinion, is it, like you have to physically do something to detach, right? Like put your feet up on the desk or breathe. Right, take a just take a moment um, to detach from that situation so you can make a clear decision. What do you do, Tony?
2: Well, you know, I think that question's awesome. You know, being because it can be easy to be a servant. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there's people pleasers out there. You know, it's <laughs> it, a good point. You know, yeah. you could be, you could be a servant all you want, which is yeah. great because I, you know, I I'm, I'm a servant myself. Like yeah. my job is to help people. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make them successful. You know. How I serve is like, I got a purpose. If you reach out to me and you need help, I'm going to help you. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to find the way to get you to where you want to be. Right. Right. You know, when, when you're approached by employees, you know, and they have, I always tell them, I go, listen, we're going to work on with what you want. It's got to be reasonable, you know, and, and, and we can move forward with that. You know, if it's not reasonable, we can stop and then find a different route, you know, different roadmap to where you want to go. But with, yeah you gotta be careful like you said mm-hmm. you gotta be real careful because you could fall easy just to be a people pleaser all the time and when it comes time to make decisions you're gonna have a hard time yeah so you gotta have a good balance you know you gotta be you gotta be a servant I mean I think it's necessary yeah you know you gotta there's a there's a what do you call it a fine line, fine line. though there's yeah. a fine line and to make those tough decisions, it's all practice and it starts very young. Now, if you're at the stage when you're older and you're trying to learn that leadership, um, it's still easy, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, it's still easy to be a leader. Not easy to be a leader, but easy to learn the skills. Um, it could begin with just simply opening the door for your girls, you know. Yeah. Hey, honey, Simple this things. way. Yeah. This way, honey. Mm-hmm. You know, now your daughter looks at you as a leader and looks at mm-hmm. you as a protector and then you just move forward from there man you know yeah. just opening doors just moving you know like being a uh, a person to go to you know it starts easy if you keep it simple yeah you know keep keep life simple man you can achieve a lot you know that's my opinion man I'm a simple guy yeah. I'm am not very complicated at all yeah.
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> Tony, how much of that decision making is is you asking that person that that came to you asking them the right questions too Maybe, maybe you see, maybe you know the question, but you want to pull it out of them, pull that thread. I think like they like to talk about how much of being a leader is, is asking that question to maybe that they can answer their own question.
2: Well, I mean, let's take a, let's take a German lineman who wants to become a foreman, you know, and he comes to you for, you know, paperwork advice or whatever, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm very simple. I'm a, okay, show me what you know how to do. What do you know what this sheet is right here? This gist sheet. Tell me about it. You know, and he goes, okay, we got to fill this out, fill this out. Okay, why? You know, there's a material request form. You got to buy out everything. And I just sh- simply show them, you know, I, I'm an action kind of guy. I'm an action kind of guy. You know, I I feed off of what they know. You know, I got to find out what they know first. You know, and then and after that, I, I plug in all the pieces that they're missing, and we just go for it. You know, just move forward. It's just, just simple stuff.
1: And that's something you can always come back to, I think, if, if there was a confusion or if you want to make sure you're on the same page a week later, be like, hey, man, how is that paperwork going now, right? Is that that's something you can do, right, Raul? Follow-up, yeah, that's the that's the best way to
0: make sure somebody understands the direction we're headed, for sure, because you can give all the direction, but if no one's talking or asking questions and you just assume they know without asking – but it's, I mean, it's like again, it's hard to do that, man. It's hard to circle back around every little thing that's going out there, right? I mean, just a typical day. I mean, there's so much going on. Um,
2: yeah. But, but
0: I, I like, I like what you said about, you know, like you're a servant, but you, you know, you're there to make other people successful. I guess that's so that's critical because I think it, once once you start, keying, you know, tying all those points in, uh, making people successful is asking questions to make sure that they that they get or understand the direction.
1: So I think it's dope. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a question for you guys. How much of, how much of your day, like how do those verbal yeses and no's when you're being asked to make a decision or an opinion, like those yeses and no's stack up? Like how do you keep track of, of those verbal commitments? Cause when you get to a certain level, like that's kind of.
0: Well, I, I hear more like, no's than yeses.
1: For what you're saying, like <laughs> that's a lot to keep keep track of. No, it's not. It's easy. No, <laughs> no, I know what I said already. No, no, no,
0: no. I get the no's. Yeah. You know, oh, that's true. <laughs> there you go. I don't know what you're I mean I don't know I don't it, it, You mean as far as like a Like a scorecard Like a No like Like
1: internal scorecard No just Like wins and losses Or like, For example a Safety meeting Or a mm-hmm. steward meeting You get done and, and, and typically People are kind of Bringing bring, Trying to get your attention To talk to you And you, you're going to say Yes or no To a decision Or something like that. It's a lot mm-hmm. In my opinion I'm not I'm not used to that situation But I want to know How, how you like,
0: handle it Like how, I like to hear Other people's feedback Like that's I don't know. That's kind of the thing that I like kind of default to is, you know, what do you think? You know, how do you think we should handle it? Because I'm not always going to have the right decision, you know, make the right call. Um, I like to hear as many different options as possible. And if it's something that's easy, obviously pretty easy. But I like hearing other people's thoughts.
2: Yeah. I do. goes back to reason, man. Yeah. Like, you know, if, we, if we're having a meeting with the hands, you know, and someone brings up something about <coughs> – Whatever the case may be, you know, like, hey, you know, I think we should be doing this or doing that. Then mm-hmm. you ask for uh what's okay, so what's the remedy? You know, what's your what's your remedy? And then they'll they'll give it to you. And sometimes it's ridiculous. It's identified right away, and then even the other hands will be like, Oh, come on now. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they pretty much answer their own question by just yeah. getting the feedback from the other hands. If it's reasonable, and I always go back to that, if it's reasonable, I'll hear it and I'll listen to it. And then, you know, I may not give you an answer right then and there that's something we can look at right Mm -hmm. it's all about reason man we have to we have to act on good reason you know some of the ridiculous stuff you know because they'll ask for it guys you know in in, in every industry in any industry you work in people are going to ask for for more and more and more and you know you got to keep guys in line and there's people who appreciate that you know we have contracts, you know, and then the guys enjoy following the contract because it, it's a great thing, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't want to ruin that, you know? Absolutely. Uh, Good stuff. I wanted to
1: add a little bit to that, uh, that question from Paul, uh, servant leadership, uh, Lorenzo, uh, episode eight, parallel Podcast. Lorenzo's a big servant guy, does a great job. Uh, you can go back and listen to that. Uh, but... I think if you want to serve, that's great. And to, to see others succeed, that's, that's amazing. But I do believe there has to be a sense of delegation and decision-making. Uh, I've always gravitated to leaders who just were able to decide. Let's, let's go work the plan. Let's go, let's go make a, just make a decision. So I think maybe people can get caught up in the servant. We're all serving each other. That's great. But at some point, we're going to have to go put the plan to work. Yeah. And not everybody's going to like that plan.
0: Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. I like just the like way you I don't I... like
1: the plan of this podcast. That's <laughs> kidding. <laughs> 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 we won't talk about that. All right. I like uh, this new format. Oh, He's pretty cool. Let's go, hosts. Uh right. Here we go. Ty Holzine from, uh, I believe I said that right, from Working Athlete. He's a uh, account manager. He wanted to share um, a little fact. <clears throat> sorry. Um, he says, aim to drink half your body weight in pounds. It's not on your notes. I'm sorry, guys. I added this one <laughs> uh, of water per day. Um, so basically take your body weight divided by two and that's how many ounces you should be drinking. Raul's got a, a camel pack of water you're hugging around. Is that typical here? What? My, my, for my water? Yeah. Oh yeah. People know me. I mean, they make fun of me all the time. I come with my gallon of
0: water. <laughs> I try to hydrate man as much as I can. Um, I just feel like when it comes down to hydration, like water's the best thing. Um, obviously add some working athlete and whatever else, you know, you got some Jocko go and, like it's, it's all good, but at the end of the day, if I'm drinking a gallon of water, my body just feels like it just feels better. I don't know. Call me crazy, but crazy. I feel I feel a lot better when I when I'm drinking that gallon of water.
2: Tony, what you got? How many mm-hmm. bottles of water are you drinking a day? I'm not the best. I'm not the best at drinking water, but yeah. that is all I drink. I don't buy any soft drinks. I don't yeah. have them at the house. I just I just don't do it. It's water or my coffee in the morning. Yep. But um, yeah, I could drink a lot more water. You know. I, when I'm in the shop, I drink a lot of water because I'm, I'm dealing with extreme heat in there. But, um, yeah, I, I could do a lot better. <laughs> that's know? good. Yeah. Um, so
0: what's your – so I, the equation on that is what is it? Half your body weight? In ounces. In ounces. Yeah.
1: And that's probably going to be a sedentary person or someone who's probably just sitting down. You're not really okay. – we're not getting into uh, – you're sweating all day. You're working. You're working primer. out. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's probably a baseline uh, margin. To go off of, so we're all you high way, but a, a buck twenty five. So I mean, <laughs> no hundred <laughs> dripping wet. <laughs> I wanted to say I wanted to call BS on the gallon. I did the seventy five hard uh, humble brag, Uh and I found a gallon of water was too much. I just felt really? like I did. De- yeah, I felt like I was you deplete everything, like all that good stuff. I think there's a there's a point. I mean, it's not scientific. It's it's bro science, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at some point you got to imagine like you. But it's all day. It's from seven a.m. To when you
0: go
2: to bed, that's not a lot of water. Right? It's tough. I, I've I've tried that. Yeah, walking around with, you know when I was working out a bunch, you know, yeah. walking around with a gallon of water, and it, it made me feel bloated. You know, I mean, you know your body. Yeah. You know, you know your body. You know how much water you need, especially when you're working. You know, right. you know, you, if you're drinking a little sixteen ounce, you know, water bottle, mm-hmm. take it down, you know, and then go back to work, and maybe in another hour, drink another one, you know. But drinking a whole gallon, it seems like a chore to me. It seemed like a chore. Like man. I'm not even there yet. Dude, I've only drank so, this yeah. much. So, down so like now I'm trying to chug it. Now I'm trying to chug it and, yeah. ju- chug it, and I feel bad. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> belly hurts, whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, I, no. I don't like to look at it like that. You know, just have a, yeah, have a little thing, you know, it's, well, when you're working in the field, it's a little bit different, it's a little different. different you're going to yeah. grab that water. You're going to take it down, go back to work, Yeah. grab another one you know, in another hour or so, you know, yeah. it's a little different, but looking at that gallon to me, that's it's scary.
0: I didn't know. It's like a little life hack, I guess, or, or something. But, you know, I'm back working out again and got, a, got a trainer. I can tell, man. Just trying.
2: Yeah, I was going to mention that earlier. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> you're looking pretty good, buddy. No. But um,
0: well, one of the things he was teaching me is drinking eight ounces before you start eating. I didn't really realize that was like a thing. And now I'm doing that is drinking eight, drinking eight ounces before I start eating. I just feel I just feel better.
2: Yeah. That's interesting because I don't drink while I'm eating. You don't drink while you're eating? Yeah. I drink when I'm
0: done eating. Done eating, yeah. It's weird. Try it. Try to drink eight ounces. Do it before before you eat, and I don't know. I've never done it before. Like you know, make a conscious effort to do that. Now I've been doing it for about a month. I would say a little over a month, and it it
1: things just move better. I'll just say that it's supposed to help to suppress a little <laughs> right. appetite too. Right? I mean, because yeah. like Tony said, you get that water and you feel a little bloated, oh. so maybe it's yeah. less less a uh, cheesecake or something. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Mm-hmm. I could do try it. it. Um. He also said uh, whether you sleep four to ten hours, four or ten hours. You wake up, you're dehydrated. First thing you should do is just slug sixteen ounces. Just get it down, down the hatch. Eight ounces, first thing. Eight sixteen ounces. ounces is a little bit much. Okay, <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> but he's the expert, not me. He might have said eight. Thank right. you, doctor. <laughs> right? Uh, he's the expert. <laughs> All right, that's it. Use promo code Power Element to save yourself some uh, some uh, s- some change on that that yeah. working athlete. Yeah. All right, here we go. From Instagram at fridge photos wants to know how have drone inspections. How wait, how have drone inspections impacted your job? I wrote that down wrong. Mm,
0: Roll. interesting. Kind of- um, I think, uh, well, drone inspections, I think we're able to, well, we've been using it here just in our marketing a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is where it's going, but I mean, we're able to put people like outside of our industry
1: <coughs>
0: at the job location, not just at the job location, but maybe watching the lineman transfer wire or install a cross arm or, you know, it's whatever, whatever we're doing. And, I think that I think that adds some cool factor to actually what we do, you know, gets people kinda engaged a little more. Um I think it also um I think it's also made a lot more efficient. I mean, inspections. I mean, Antonio, you could probably comment on this a little better. You're more you're probably more familiar with the inspection process, but I mean it's more efficient, right?
2: Oh, for sure. I mean what it's doing for our industry, it's identifying problems that are that exist out there. Identifies those issues and, and, and it also creates work for the fellas. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's the effort that's going on is for the better of the state, better of our grid. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's good. And, and in return, the, the byproduct of it is is work. Keep the guys busy. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's a great thing, you know, and yeah. it's going to save us a lot of money. That, you oh, got to yeah. look at the big picture. I, th- I think it's a great thing that they're doing with it. Great thing.
0: You got your... Uh your aviator license yet, buddy?
1: Uh, I'm working on. it. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty in depth. The uh, the zones are. It's uh, once you get to numbers. Uh, yeah, I need to get back onto
2: that. Uh. Yeah, bro. Yes, I, I, I flew a drone in uh, Central Park this was about seven years ago, and then I had security walking around everywhere looking for me. I was in. Really? Yeah, I stayed in the trees. <laughs> I forget what the park was called. This sheep something. The, the, the part of that yeah. park of the Central Park, and I was, bro. I, I waited them out for like an hour and a half flying that drone in Central Park that I wasn't supposed to. Oh, and then the real- my girls were at the hotel. I'm thinking, if I get arrested right now, could you imagine? And the girls are sleeping at the hotel. Oh, oh yeah, that would not geez. be good. Oh,
1: it's the real deal. And the GPS on those drones, are, it's, it's pretty yeah. incredible. But to your point, like the, the marketing side and just, I think the, the depth, the, the to be able to see that bigger picture that not a lot of people get to see where it's yeah. a bird's eye view, like you're seeing a different scope. Uh, I think at an observation level, you're at a field level, you're at the yeah. ground, you're looking up, you can only see so much. You take that detached look and you're, you're way out there and you're seeing a bigger scope at a different angle, it gives you a better perspective in my opinion. Oh huge. So cool. So there's some there's some, some I good still haven't
0: ship. flown one yet. I need to.
1: Hey, you gotta stay in your lane of genius. <laughs> yeah. I've crashed too. Have you? <laughs> yeah.
0: They're expensive. They're pretty expensive.
1: Uh here we go. Next question at Jonathan underscore Jonathan three ninety two. Uh when should well excuse me. I'm having a hard time today. What material should I study to be one step closer ahead of the game when working on
2: a line crew? Tony, what you got? Be present. Be Hmm. present. If you're a groundman or even an apprentice, that's just starting out. Pay attention. Know what you're getting into. If you have never been in the trade and you know, you want to be in the trade, then you better start learning about the trade. Don't show up on your first day saying, I'm here to learn. You better be getting ready, right? Yeah. We all have friends that work in the trade. A lot of time it's word of mouth. You know, how, you, how did you get in the trade? Well, my buddy does it. Okay, start picking his brain. You know, go check out some material. You know, be present. board. What are you doing? What are we doing? If you don't know what you're doing, you know, start asking questions. Pay attention. You know, I tell every groundman that I have, an apprentice, on your way to the job, start thinking about what you're going to do when you get out of the truck. And I do that in everyday life. I was thinking about what I was going to say on the way here. You know, that's just my normal thing. You know, like, you know, what am I doing today? I start getting myself ready on my way there. I tell them, if you know you have, you know, some services to change out, you know, or maybe a pot that day, start thinking, what do I need? You know, as soon as I get out of the truck, if traffic control isn't set up, chocks, cones, and signs. I know that for sure. I got that one licked. I'm going to be looking good as soon as I get out of the truck. (laughs) You know, next step, you know, I got to get myself... Some, you know, number four, number two, AT, whatever I need for a service, connections. Start thinking about it. So when you get out of a truck, you're moving with a purpose and you'll be looking good, you know. And then that, that, that's going to come natural to you. Now you learn the next step. What else are we doing? Start asking questions, man. But yeah. material, you got to know, right? You got to know that. But you have an opportunity to learn that before you get to the field. So th- that's my one single advice for guys that want to get in this trade is start learning before you get here. Don't make your first day your first day. You know what I mean? Yeah, good point.
1: We're only one way in. He
0: nailed it, crushed it. Um, I think um starts with the attitude, right? Like you said, you know, you gotta have a good attitude. You gotta be willing to learn. But there, I mean, there's some basic stuff like, you know, don't like you said, don't come out here and never never operated a shovel before, right? Yeah, <laughs> like be able to grab a set of slapsticks, sticks, uh, learn some basic knots, um, driving a truck. If you ain't backed up a trailer in years and you have a class A license, like work on backing up a truck and trailer if if you can um uh like you said be present you know make sure that the, that you're asking questions during the job briefing um yeah if you're just getting started out man those are some basic stuff um don't be afraid to work hard you know show some
2: eagerness yeah no look don't it, be lazy show so up on time so many guys that yeah. want to get in this trade right now oh yeah if you don't show up you know with the knowledge of what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. there's a good chance you may not be around you know and then you're gonna have to you know, go sit on the books for a little bit and then come back and try it again. But, you know, make it the first time, you know, start getting informed, you know, and and put your hands on it, put your hands on it before you get here, because there's plenty of people who want this job, you know, and we got to, we can't settle for, for number two, you know, we got to sell for that kid that really wants it. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Basic hand tools. We think like hammer, crescent (laughs) wrench, you know, channel locks in the right direction and. You know, making sure you know how to use the basic stuff before you get on I a s- job site. I still site. see guys doing the channel locks the other way. <laughs> Flip yeah. those channel locks around. You're killing me. Some good leverage. Yeah. What do you
1: think? Uh, yeah, same thing. And like Tony said, if you are not if you if you don't have access to that day-to-day, maybe you're not on a line crew, maybe you're a pre-apprentice, maybe you're still looking in the trade, the vendors have great research. You know, um, look online. What, what's in a, t- a lineman's tool bag? Um, start looking at those photos. Just YouTube. Um, and then if you're looking at actual material, uh Get to, know, get to know it. Be familiar with it. You may not get the hands-on experience, but you can start doing a little bit of research, taking some photos of some poles on your own time, uh, and going through that. Then when you get on the crew, if you're an apprentice, Lyman says have 15 DAs, 22-inch DAs on there. Why 15? A- ask those questions. Why do you want 15? Why do you want six six uh, insulinks? Yeah, know what a DA is. Yeah, like know what exactly is. what you just said right now. Yeah. Like if you don't even know what that is, that's,
0: you're already going in wrong, right? Yeah. Like there's certain things you can do.
1: But I think you have a limited amount of space when you have a truck – and you want to start managing your, your truck stock, that's going to be part of your, 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 your task as, a, as an apprentice or, or, or a groundman or whatever. Managing your truck and your stock and knowing your material is going to be part of your task, and you, and you want to represent it well. There's not, not a lot of stuff you can do well as far as work methods. One thing you should be doing is having your material stock and know, know, what, know what it does and, and, and how it's applicable to the job.
0: What about physical capabilities? What do you think about if you're a new guy coming in? How would you be able to prepare physically? Because it's demanding, right? We got guys, I mean, 110 degree weather, you know, first day on the job. You know, what do you think about that? How can someone prepare physically?
1: Yeah, learn how to cool down. Um, and, and I have a hard time my body cooling down as well. So uh, understand your body. Like Tony said, you're going to know your body. Uh, but be be prepared to work, you know, lift. Use those, those. Uh, learn how to use leverage in, in your body. So I I, I would suggest any uh, tactical lifting, uh, a lot of pulling and and and, and uh, shoulder movements—you get those nice broad lineman shoulders when you, you're your apprentice to there, or when you're you're on a hoist for a couple of times. Um, but yeah, just uh, be in shape, be 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 ready, be ready to go. The good working foundation of uh, is is uh, is going to come in handy. You remember your first day on the job? That was miserable. It was terrible. What happened?
0: Uh, that you would change if you were going into it. That
1: you, could have, that you could have learned before you got there. All these things, the material, the <laughs> backing of a truck, I, it was, it was, I had all the qualifications, but like Tony said, I, I wasn't ready. And it nearly cost me my apprenticeship. It took, it took me a long time to get to where I needed to be. And I had mm-hmm. to, once I realized I had a, some time to make up, my attitude changed. But before, like Tony said, it's like, I'm here to learn. No, I'm here to work and be safe. I, I should have done a little bit more preparation. Uh, absolutely. So yeah, there, there's a lot to be said of, of how I met, I made some mistakes and wasted some good time on a crew because I wasn't prepared. I didn't take that time. So now I'm trying to pay that forward. Don't be a knucklehead like me and really take advantage of the time. Because like Tony said, roles on the board, this apprenticeship is not slowing down. This is, this is a hard trade to get into now. And it's, it's, you're going to be expected to, to, to know a little more because guess what? If you don't, there's, there's a hundred there's another, another thousand guys waiting to 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 get your spot, fill your spot. Absolutely, very cool. This is about you guys. What do you guys got me talking for? <laughs> <laughs> we like it, right, Tony? <laughs> yeah, you, you're doing great. You're doing great. I'm just, I just push the buttons. All right, uh, Steve <laughs> Foster via LinkedIn. Uh, Steve, our director of training here at Myr. What's up, Steve? Steve. Uh, he quotes Tom Conklin. Um, How leaders respond to operation upsets matters. We can blame and punish, or we can learn and improve. We cannot do both, but blame fixes nothing. Tony Bravo. Hmm. went to Tony. Nice.
2: Yeah, that, that's a tough one, <clears throat> but um, yeah, you got to take ownership of any upset that you have. Um, you have people in place, right? You have people in place to, to help you. You're not, you're not in this alone. You, know, you got you to gotta hire the right people and, um, and move in the right direction. Like I can't, I I can't think of a time that, you know, like I'm going to sit here and put blame on someone else, you know, if if there's an issue, you know, if we have a problem out there, let's just keep it simple. We have a problem with the crew, you know, it's most likely a, a learning curve, a learning issue. All right. So at that point, you know, you have to, you have to sit down with that, that leader, that foreman and figure out what happened, you know, figure out what happened and how we can fix it. You know, is it training that we need? And and I shouldn't have said just foreman. It's it's a whole crew thing. You should have – if it's a four-man crew, you should have four leaders on that crew, you know, That's guys that can think, you know, independently as well, not just follow what is being told. They'll just become robots. you got to train these guys to also think effectively and, 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 you know, as a leader. You have to teach them that. And it doesn't take a lot, in my opinion. You You can be a leader – one day, you know, any normal day on a crew, you can be a leader, and it may only take you about 5, 10 minutes, and you can be identified as a leader. If you're a journeyman lineman and you see an apprentice or a groundman, you know, struggling, it'll take you 5 minutes, maybe 10 tops, to show that young man how he should do it or maybe a different way to help him out, and he'll be successful that with that task. Those 5, 10 minutes made you a leader. Now you got to continue that, and it doesn't take that much to do it. I'm serious, simple stuff, man. So putting the blame to fix things is not good. You got to look at yourself. You have to take ownership and go fix it. You know, and it, that's just the way I look at things, man. I'm a very, very simple person, you know. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what you got on that role, but that, that's a that's a great question. But yeah, never, mm-hmm. never start blaming stuff. Start. Go fix it. Go fix it.
0: Yeah, uh, extreme ownership 101, you know, having ownership. I think you said it perfectly. Um, I think if a leader, I mean, it says operational upsets. So when things go wrong, right, because they will, you know, things are going to go bad. And if, if a leader automatically starts blaming others, like they lose that capital with their team so quick, right? Now it's like, oh, he's not even going to take any responsibility in this. But if you flip that and – if something goes wrong and the leader takes complete ownership in it, and maybe it's, maybe it's not just the leader. Maybe people can see there's multiple people that had issues here, not just the leader. You earn so much more capital that way, which you're going to need later, right? You're going to need that, that leadership capital later. And I think you earn it, you know, you, you you earn it. And then once your people see that, I think it's more easy to, it's easier to get through things, right? When things come up or things go bad because they already know, like he's not going to blame us, even though we're responsible Mm -hmm. Then your whole team starts having that same, I mean, we, we joke around sometimes in, in our meetings because we're, you know, we're, 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 going through extreme ownership training and everybody blames themselves. Like nobody, you know what I mean? Everybody's nobody, everybody's blaming each other, you know, yourself as a leader. It's almost funny. You no, know, it's my fault. No, it's my fault. No, it's, it's my fault. No, it's my fault. You know what I mean? It's almost, it's almost comical at times, but it's true because I think once you learn that skill, when something goes the opposite and it goes right, now it's that much easier to, you know, pay it forward and be like, great job. Right now, the people people that work for you know it, and they they, it's not like just lip service. They know like you've been through something, you got through it, and you're going to give them the credit, whoever that might be, maybe office, could be a crew, could be anybody. But once they get that, um, once they get that that attaboy, it's 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 a whole different meaning. It's got some it's got some value to it. So yeah, extreme ownership, man. What do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, real quick, I want to go back to a, a comment I made on the last mm-hmm. question. I wanted to say something real quick. I, I said, uh, I'm here. You're here. You should come to work ready to work and be safe. And I said, not learn. I, I didn't mean it like that. I, I you should learn the basics and mm-hmm. the fact that you could start working and learning newer stuff, more advanced stuff. That's what I meant to say. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, blaming's easy. Um, and, and it takes that ownership. It takes that, that ego, um, to really detach and, and say, you know what, maybe I need some help or, or mm-hmm. Hey buddy, you, we made a mistake. Um, let me let me let me try to help you out a little bit more. Taking taking that piece and, and uh, uh, working like Tony said, taking the time, it's a it's a it's an investment that could save thirty minutes the next day um, and really uh, make things count. I think. So.
0: Do you think? Uh, so I think all of like all the responsibility lies relies on the on the leader, right? Like I think our trade kind of knows that too. You feel that too? Like you know, oh, well, he's the boss. Absolutely. Like it's easy to default. Yeah, he's the foreman, or he's the you know he's he's he made the decision. So how do we as a how does how do just a question for you guys like how how do we improve that that space and that culture to where it's not just the foreman's responsibility or any a general foreman or anybody in in management's responsibility. it's everybody's responsibility to to control that one piece that you can control. How do you guys think we fix that that space?
1: I think it's those soft skills. Sorry, Tony. I think yeah. it's those soft skills of developing. Um, say you're the crew leader, role and, and Tony and I are journeymen. Uh you ask the questions. Hey, hey, hey Tony, what, what do you how do you feel we should go about this this uh this double dead end? Oh, role, we should do this, this, this. Cool, Tony. That sounds great. Tony automatically takes ownership of that scenario. Yeah. It's his thought, we're working his plan. He owns it. Mm-hmm. We're working the as long as it's safe and, and, and it, it follows whatever you think role is the team leader, then we're good to go. Yeah you just engage another leader to be a voice to be, to step up and take ownership, ownership of a situation. Boom. We're winning, man. Next day, it's my turn on that, that single phase tangent.
2: Yeah. And then, I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, straight from that though, like you, like you said, Paul, you know, that, that journeyman makes that decision and the foreman obviously is good with it. You know, you're empowering that, that journeyman to make those decisions. You know, you're, you're helping him become a leader as well. Right. And then, and it just trickles down. Now that journeyman, has to get his apprentice and his groundman lined out, you know, and and it's no different. Now he's, you know, showing those leadership skills, making sure that his apprentice understands what move we're going to make. This is how we're going to do it and make sure that the guy understands, Hey, tell me what we're doing here, you know? And then, and then at the end, you know, and then this goes for the groundman as well, you know, and it gives the apprentice an opportunity to be a leader to the groundman. And at the end, I'm telling you, this takes five minutes at the end of the job. You round up those kids and you say, gentlemen, how did, how did, how did we do today? You know, like I was watching man. you doing this, man, you did a great job. You could have done a little better here, whatever. Five minutes of conversation shows that person that you care. Mm-hmm. And that's going to go a long way. Just like you said on the last question, um, mm-hmm. the gains, you know, what did you call it role? The, uh, the capital capital, your leadership capital, leadership mm-hmm. capital. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that back from those, from oh, yeah. those, from those men, you know, oh, yeah. this guy cares. He sits, he takes five minutes. Not a lot of time, man. Mm-hmm. We can still go get ice cream. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's great, man. Those five minutes are golden, and and, and it shows you care, yeah. and that person understands that. And it's like, man, that's a, that's a good dude right there. That's that's my journeyman right there. He's badass. Yeah, I think it's st- it
0: starts with ownership. You know, it's uh, the entire team, no matter what it is—office, back office, front line troop. Uh, you know, crews. It's like having that culture of everyone, everyone leading you know, I guess is, is where I'm trying to get to. And and part of that's owning everything in your, in your world, you know, and that we're going to do this, we're going to accomplish this task together. And, you know, to get that culture, I don't even, I don't want to say fixed, but maybe improved is, you know, what is the ultimate reasons why we're doing things? Right? Like, what is it? What is, what is our, our motivation as you would like, it's like a, you know, it's a culture of doing it, building it right. You know, a, a great product, building it, uh, on time, right? Whatever that, whatever that is, building it safely to go home to our families, like that's the reasons why everyone needs to lead. Because when people start pointing fingers, me, it just it just causes problems. I've seen it firsthand. <laughs> you know, it just it, it doesn't work. So, yeah, that's a good question, man. Cool.
1: All right, here we go. Next question from LinkedIn, uh, Angela Nertz, fan of the show. Thanks, Andrew. Here we go. Can you be a truly effective, great leader if you're never putting anything back into yourself? Can you can you sustain a leadership style that never says I also have needs that need to be met? Rob,
0: that's a great question.
1: Who was that, Andrew? Yeah, Andrew Lenners, He's a senior schedule for uh, another. He's not. He's not even in our industry. He's just. Uh, he's a, in the construction, a great, construction
0: industry. Great questions because leaders yeah. like even myself find. You know, you you can't keep you know filling up glasses with an empty pitcher. Is that the saying? Like you have to be able to put some <laughs> value into yourself. I think about that, right? Filling glass, empty pitcher, meaning like you have to be able to continue to work on yourself because you'll just die out. I mean, you'll just, I mean, you'll just get to a point to where you know you're not learning any more than than you know what's maybe easy to do. I guess um, not improving yourself because you need to have. Like, you, you have to build upon yourself just to make sure that when you're needed to perform, like you can actually provide value. And if you're beat up and you're not, you know, sharpening those skills in whatever the whatever career you're in, um, I kind of feel like you're going to lose, um, I don't know, the passion for it, right? And then people can see that, and especially in leadership, if, if a guy's not passionate about it, if your team leader's not passionate about what he's doing, I can guarantee if the leader's not into it, the guys aren't going to be into it. So... Yeah, working on yourself, and I think putting putting skills and and improving whatever you can to make you a better leader is definitely something you gotta like make a conscious effort to
2: to do, whatever it might be. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a constant practice. Yeah, it's a constant practice. You know, you, you got to be a leader in in all aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, yeah. you got to motivate yourself. You know, when you're by yourself, mm-hmm. you got to motivate yourself. You know, I have to go into the shop and I got to get up. Yeah. You gotta go go into the shop, you know. I gotta yeah. I gotta constantly be practicing what I tell other fellows to do. Yeah, you know, it, it it never ends. And you know, listening to other people's perspectives, you know, you you learn a lot. You you're constantly learning. You know, I I, I look at some of my employees the way they work, and I pick up things from them. You know, everyone has something special. You know, yeah. that you could learn. You know, and you just keep moving forward, man. You never stop learning. But yeah, but you got to put into yourself, man. There's also gotta have a good balance you have a good balance with um doing it's so hard huh? doing something like fun for yourself you know like yeah y- you have to because you 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 will i don't want to say burn out because i don't think that way
0: mm-hmm.
2: i don't think that way like man i'm just gonna have a meltdown i don't think that way i know i know when i need to back off a little bit and just you know get in my jeep and go go up the hill and kind of spend the night somewhere, you know, put my time down and it's kind of cool, you know, and I can be right back to work the next day yeah. and kill it. You mm-hmm. know, you, know, you, you, know, you, you got to know your, your limits, but yeah, don't, I don't like to think that way. Like, oh, yeah. you're going to burn out. I'm going to burn out. Yeah. I uh, No, man, I'm 16 hours a day. <laughs> <you>
0: know? <laughs> I know that you said that word balance and it's, it's really tough because it's hard to, you know, balance work and life and all that. Especially when you spend most of your time at work. Right, like it's really hard to like make, make a conscious effort to say I'm going to do this. Now I try to do what I can, as well to you know invest in myself. What are some things you do, Paul? Who cares?
1: I mean, well, the way the way I want to approach this with you guys, or I want to see your thoughts is let's say, to the example, if we're all the crew leader and Tony and I are the journeyman,
2: and Tony and I are, are why do you keep making him the the yeah? Formative? Why am I the because yeah, he signs is, two times? He already. signs my check. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh um, well, I'm telling you what, if we're on a crew.
0: Ain't much getting done. <laughs> ice cream for everybody. <laughs> uh, we um, need to ask you somebody to perform the work. You know, yeah. I mean? You can't all be servants. You
1: can't all be servants. <laughs> Serving ice cream. Yeah. Anyways, um. I forgot what I was saying. Okay, here we go. But I asked you. Oh, a question. What those socks. I want. Oh. Got the Waldo vibe. <laughs> Get out of here. What was the question? <laughs> oh, well, let me let me play this to your thought, and it might answer my question because. Okay. You, let's say you're the crew leader again, Tony. And you and I are the Tony and I are the the, the the journeyman. And Tony and I are still looking to progress or that personal growth. But Raúl, you as the leader, you can identify and you can help us grow. But then, as Tony and I start learning and getting better at our leadership skills, you're going to have to up your game as well as as directing us and leading because we're getting a little stronger in that time. Does that make sense? And either we're going to go off and go lead on our own, or we are going to try to grow within that crew a little bit more. I don't know. You kind of <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like you always, you always kind of have to keep that personal growth going because of you, you want to keep push, push people, people up, let them allow them to grow. I think, I mean, I think you want to see that though. It's like the natural, it's
0: just the natural ability. I yeah. mean, if we're talking about a crew setting, like, you know, we've, we've all ran crews. So yeah, I mean, you want to see that lead lineman eventually take your job. I think that's, yeah, I think that's, 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 that's the value in it. But right? it takes,
1: yeah. it takes a good leader to yeah. get in there, to get you there. Right. I yeah. mean, at mm-hmm. some point you have to learn on your own, but Raul as being the senior, like you're going to know, okay, Tony's ready. Tony's ready to to lead. Mm-hmm. Like he needs his own truck.
0: And I think that's the, I mean, that's what, I think that's what I enjoy about being in, in leadership roles is seeing the others be successful. I know probably sounds cliche, but it's true. Like if, I do this with PMs. I do this with superintendents. I see. I do this with GFs. It's like, if we're going to do this, I want you to grow with me, right? We're going to grow together, and hopefully one day I've done my job and you're you're doing my job, you know? Not to say that I don't enjoy what I do, but I think the more talented people you have on a crew setting or at a company that has that same mindset, then I think the more successful you are going to be, which just strengthens the industry you're in. So I don't know if that – are you saying – I think what you're saying is – even though you may be in a leadership role, you have to continue to put more effort into
2: being
1: a leader. Like the to stay lead. ahead. To
2: lead. stay ahead. Like you want to yeah. keep progressing. Just keep progressing. Yeah. yeah. yeah, And that's, that's normal. Thanks for working you know, that out. Thank you. Yeah. You're going to keep progressing, but yeah, the ultimate goal is to make that individual, you know, when you teach, you know, mm-hmm. make, I said this on the last podcast, if I'm going to teach you something, I want you to be better than me. Yeah. You know, it's only going to make your team right. stronger. Right. But, um, yeah, y- you'll keep progressing yourself. I I find it pretty cool, and I and I and I tell this to a lot of people. When you start teaching people, and you really take an interest in showing someone how to do something, mm-hmm. you're actually learning yourself. You know, you see different things, and then you'll catch you'll catch yourself saying something that you haven't actually done. But you're like, man, that's a great idea. I'm gonna start incorporating that into how I do it, because you you get a different perspective when you're when you're teaching. You know, so you'll yeah. evolve as well. Mm-hmm. You know. And, it, and, and sometimes they'll, they'll be better than you and you were a success and you'll be working for them one day. And it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and you were a success, you know, it's like, I got them there, man. I feel really proud of that. Yeah. You know, what do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. That's, yeah, I'm glad, I, glad Andrew brought that question. Uh, but, but I think a way,
1: and I, it was a little bit, I wasn't too clear, but I think as a journeyman or as a foreman, you're going to have those hard skills, but to develop those soft skills to empower another leader, I think it might take some work and you really gotta you gotta work it's at a it skill yeah. you gotta work at it mm-hmm. <sighs> talk about that one for a long time i guess <laughs> uh, all right this one's from uh at miss gonzo nine five one uh how to keep your how do you keep your husband's p p e shirts clean uh tony you got a story about this anything
2: i don't know man i was i've been single most of my life i guess <laughs> 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 Uh, I mean, I have been married twice. So you are washing your own clothes. <laughs> so I'm washing my own clothes, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, every, you know, the, P- the PPE, they do have their own, you know, regulations or whatever, manufacturer's specifications, but I don't know. I just, I'm a Tide guy. I don't know. <laughs> that's a tough one, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it does. Hey, the shit gets dirty, though, for sure.
0: <laughs> like, I think that's, I don't know if that's where you're going with it, Paul. I think you want it. You have a cool story. I'm sure about it, but. I mean I haven't my 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 FR shirt lasts a week <laughs> cuz I don't wear I wear it once every other Thursday or something right so I'm not really getting you know on the scene of you know a bunch of dirty clothes coming home unfortunately but I would say that um yeah follow the manufacturer's specifications if we want to be specific right I mean yeah I mean yeah I mean that stuff gets dirty for sure You got any cool stories Paul
1: No but how about those guys that always look clean like they're always per, like it's like and like regardless of the job i'm talking about like working linemen and they're always still like it's real real clean there's a couple of guys that come to mind it's like man how like we just well i'm gonna say pole i'm sweaty like what like <laughs> there's some guys that just stay clean yeah.
0: this is i mean they work with their hands and not their bodies like i'm just <laughs> some guys are just all over it yeah. all over
2: the work i mean i, don't I got know. a couple of guys that look like they came out of a coal mine <laughs> yeah yeah <you> know? <laughs> that, was, like, that was me yeah. that was crazy like how did you how did you manage that? Like the face and everything. It's like, we got a wow. couple, we got a couple of traffic guys every morning. I'm like, dude, you just started <laughs> it's six in the morning.
0: You, I can't even tell what color shirt you're wearing. <laughs>
2: oh
1: man. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to keep it clean, but I never walked in uh, dirty, I guess kind of the, the i will say we are
0: giving a lot of clothes out now though i mean you're doing everything you guys do under under layers too right under layers yeah we got the whole got calorie count calorie count i mean we're doing fr jeans shirts and, and pants, pants. Yep. shirts pants sweaters you can wear
2: coveralls i guess coveralls I mean, you're gonna heat up or yeah you know as long as you have the right layers you could uh yeah you know take off some layers and mm-hmm. you know because the coveralls give you a certain amount of calorie count you know to suffice the work you know all
1: those uh, underground coveralls, those get stanky because yeah, typically do. just like once a week, and you're like, oh gosh. Maybe we should reach out to some of our partners. Mm, like, Area, No, a few. That's cool. Uh, so I guess we're all just tide guys and hang dry, huh? Yeah. No special hacks. Nope. I was told once a little bit a dab of vinegar it kind of breaks that sm- that sweat smell. Even though the tides in there.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. wouldn't now? It yeah, It's kind of strange. strange. I mean, the, golf, a, the golf
2: polo doesn't. I mean, that after dirty. you wash it, <laughs> it still smells like sweat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's still had that like that Jeez. I got... I mean, stinky, bro. I'm stinky. Yeah. <laughs> stinky I get, man. I'm talking I get hot. <laughs> You're wretched. Uh, good right. question. We'll move on. Uh yeah, sorry, Mrs. Gonzo. Re- we we we're terrible. We, we we hammered that. We're guys. As long as it smells clean, we're good. Uh, here we go. At Hazmat eighty one from the Instagram from Instagram. If you work with a solid crew, you almost don't have to communicate. However, however, that's where complacency, complacency comes into play. Um, he goes on to say, please stay safe and communicate. Roll, you want to weigh in on this? Man, I think if you can get to that point,
0: that's definitely something you've been together that long that you don't have to communicate. I mean, to keep crews together. I mean, in this environment, you know, guys are coming and going and staying a solid crew for a long time. That's something that's pretty cool. Um, but don't ever, in my opinion, just... Don't get out of that formal communication when it comes to everything you do, especially in critical tasks. Because I mean, comfort is one thing. When you're too comfortable, and you're not communicating. Will eventually come to it'll, it'll bite you in the ass. Like if you can stay in that formalization and have the culture in that crew that during these tasks we're going to communicate. You know, our riggers on coming on, coming off. You know, going hot, coming hot, you know all those those little communication. Um, that formal communication is critical if you're not doing it. Um, I get, I get nervous coming to a crew and it's quiet it, crews that have been together. I'm like, come on guys, we got to talk a little more than this. Um, just my
2: opinion. But what do you think, Tony? No, absolutely. Communication. You have to keep it up. I look at it this way, bro. It's kind of romantic. It's an art. It really <laughs> is, bro. I look at things so much differently, man. It's yeah. like, you know, when you're like you said mm-hmm. coming on, you know? Yeah. And then the other guy repeats it. Yeah, buddy. Go ahead. Yep. I'm watching you. It's for people that don't, are not in this industry and in this trade, if they were to watch you communicate effectively like that, they'd be looking at you like, man, these guys are professionals. These guys are in tune, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, you're sending something up on the hand line, you know? Hey, coming up on that line, you know? The guy says, yeah, coming up, he said. Yep. That's beautiful stuff, man. This looks cool. It, it, it looks cool. cool yeah. you know? <laughs> to us, you know, yeah. it's, it's a normal thing, but yeah. someone looking from the outside yeah. in, they look at that like... Man, these guys are craftsmen. They are professionals, and 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 you're having fun while doing so. You know, because certain guys communicate differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it's a great time at work, and and it keeps you safe. Yeah. You know, you you keep that. That's a that's like a tradition that we can't lose. You know, that 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 effective communication. Like I said, man, that's that's romantic to me, bro. Yeah. You know, I
0: think about the like the. Um young apprentice on a crew or even a, a young groundman. You said you've been interviewing some groundmen here recently. Like that's the one thing you wanted to sh- keep as your, your foundation of your, of your, of your industry is that communication. And Absolutely. when that young guy's watching that happen and he's learning it, how to do it. And he passes that along. You know, I think once we start losing that formal communication, um, I think we're going to be heading in the wrong direction yeah. for sure. Like we got to keep it going because that's, that's how we were taught. That Absolutely. was our foundation, is you know, you, you communicated through those and was loud and clear, you know. Um, yeah. What do you think, Paul?
1: Yeah, no, I did that. That's great. I like Tony's um, like the romantic. I totally get it. Like, mm-hmm. it's a little silly word when you talk about the job site. Mm-hmm. You don't use the word romantic on a job site. <laughs> but in that sense that you're saying, yeah, it's very, it's a, it's a very intimate conversation and it's a piece, it's a piece of that craft, craft, it's a piece of that quality. Um, and that quality control of just uh, being safe and, and ensuring the the you're you're following the procedure. Um, I'm a big verbal. Uh, excuse me. I'm I'm a little more uh, nonverbal verbal verbal. Uh, you you can really see a, a lot of that stuff developed during the day uh, when you're on a crew. Um, so I, th- I think it's equally as important. And and, and and like you said, roles these crews that operate at a high level that've that been together a long time. Um, it takes a little more not to be come comfortable into a sense of, uh, of not passing on that tradition or making sure uh, you're, you're following the procedures and, and, and communicating is is one of those. And, and and like Tony said, it's, it's fun. You can make, you can make it fun. You can make it whatever you want. Um, And it's a good time. And typically uh, you're going to have a good outcome.
2: Well said. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Here we go. Last question. I, at high voltage commando, Josh, he wants to share a life hack. Hmm. Um, He looks like he's living out of uh, a hotel nowadays. For work, um, Milwaukee Packout set works great to haul all of your stuff around when you're living out of a hotel. Uh, he sent a picture. He's got his dishes. He's got a coffee maker, crock pot. It's those stacked Milwaukee things. It looks like a like a briefcase. It was He was ready to go. Tony, you're a big outlander. I'm sure you can provide a hack, too, as well, or, or uh, whatever, whatever you got, man. Have fun with this one.
2: Good hack. Let's see. Ah, um, oh, geez. I'm trying to think of what I do. I mean, for... Well, when I go out, I mean, when I go out in, you know, the wilderness, you know, in my Jeep, and you know, I definitely make sure I got everything right. I've got, I've got, um, do you have a checklist or I do have a checklist. I have a fridge in the Jeep. I've got, um, i got everything I need. I I, I got a compartment for my gas, my propane, mm-hmm. you know, got my coffee maker, got my stove. Um, it's, it's far, packed, ready it's, to go. Yeah. It, it, it at any time. Oh, no, no. Are I'm, you bl- are you? Bl- I'm not are you... that ready. Oh, I was going to say. I'm it, not yeah. that ready. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse Zomb- over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have like drawers, drawers and stuff. Okay. Not, not drawers, I'm sorry. Shelves, shelves. and stuff, you okay. know, okay. It's for everything to be packed up correctly because you lose space real quick. Oh, yeah. You lose, and, you, and you you learn what not to take and you learn that mm-hmm. as more trips you take. All right, that stove's too big, you mm-hmm. know, and you get a smaller stove, you know, because who you feeding? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh, other than that, I don't know, man. That's a. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Am I prepared? Josh, I don't know. Yeah, Josh
0: over there. Josh. <laughs> he tore it up with that Jeez. Milwaukee packout. Yeah, out. no, he's, he's,
2: <laughs> he's, good. he's, he's good. ready to go, man. Because, yeah, those things, you could stack them like three, yeah, four high, that's right? That's great, yeah. Yeah, simple thing, Just dude. keep adding them. Like yeah. a crock pot? Bro, you're killing it. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> Life on the road, man. Yeah, Bro, dude. you know, you get an air fryer, brother. Get an air fryer. <laughs> air fryer. For yeah. Sure. That's dope. That's awesome. Roll you travel. You got any travel
1: hacks? You travel a lot.
0: No, I mean, if I'm traveling, like spending a couple of days in a hotel or something, I mean, I'll uh, I'll freeze some food, you know, before I go pack it, take it with me because I'm not checking my bag. I'm not going to check a Milwaukee pack out, you know, filled with that stuff. I'm I'm walking in, walking off um, t- TSA, you know, pre-check. I mean, that's I'm, a big game changer. Yeah, that's a game changer. I try to pack light and enough, but if I'm going to pack for the day, maybe a couple of days, I'll freeze some food and make sure my hotel has a fridge let it thaw out in there. So you're not eating hotel food or? or? No, I'm try not to. And if I am, it's going to be, well, you know, I'm going to try to eat something, you know, something somewhat healthy on the road, you know, chicken, salad, vegetables, whatever. But I think for me personally, it's lots of water when I'm traveling. It's going to be, uh, pack what I can pack light. So I don't got to check my bag and yeah, that's pretty much it. What's your, what's your, uh, airline of choice? Man, I've been doing them all lately. I'm, I'm, uh, United is right up there at the top for me. We can, Only because where our, our offices are, that's where we're traveling. Um, you can't go wrong with Southwest Ontario here locally. Uh, I try to stay out of LAX. So yeah. John Wayne and Ontario, if, if I'm going out of there, I'm happy. It's Close close to the house. I you can, got
1: your parking done. Like, you know, you, oh, you, yeah. you're
0: like, you're. I know where I'm quit. at. I know where I'm no gate. Yeah, I, I'm I'm set up on that.
1: Yeah. Learning, learning these hacks. There's some good travel hacks because you can waste a yeah. lot of downtime at the airport. That TSA pre-check was big. Actually, there was one uh, scenario when we were um, in Portland Airport mm-hmm. where the pre-check was longer than the regular. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was kind of like... It's That's weird. Yeah, it was interesting. Hmm.
0: But yeah, what's your, uh, what's your carry-on bag of choice?
1: Uh, so I got my... Well, I typically, when I go to the roadies, I have my camera, so I hold that thing with me. It's typically my Yeti bag, backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a hack, too. I didn't even write this down, but if you have like a food... In a bag, they don't count it as as no storage. So if yeah, you have food in there, there, yeah, yeah, yeah you can stuff some stuff in there. I was worried about
0: um, so like the ice packs, like as long as they're frozen, they'll let you take them on. But as soon as they, as soon as they, you know, uh, liquefy, liquefy or whatever, not frozen anymore, you can't bring them on. So make sure those are frozen.
2: I didn't realize that. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah I got a good one from um, we're flying back from Nicaragua.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We were down there and um, we landed in Houston. You know, as the what do you call that? The layover. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I had these tamales from Nicaragua. Okay, they're, <laughs> they're different. They're different. You know. Yeah, yeah. I've never had them before. I had them there when I went, and it was they were good. So I was bringing some back, and there was a sign right there at customs that said no pork, no nothing, and they were pork. Okay, mm. so we get to the to the check thing, mm-hmm. and they're checking us, and he says, "What are these?" I said, "They're tamales," and I told my girlfriend at the time, I said. Don't say nothing. Yeah, I said they're tamales. He goes, "What are they?" And she goes, "I think they're pork." I said, "Thanks a lot." And they took them from took us, them bro. On. So, listen, they'll be okay. Don't yeah. don't fess up. Be 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 an honest person, but come on, tamales, you know. <laughs> don't mess with my tamales. Yeah, they took my tamales, man. They well, threw know, them away. <laughs> uh, well, you guys know, you guys
0: know Clayton. Like he's yeah. got a pretty good hack too. I think Josh does it too. But so they'll take you know like the old school Yeti coolers. And they'll put they'll that's their carry on. So they'll put all their their stuff in that cooler. The backpack cooler. The backpack cooler. So that when you get to the hotel, you got a cooler already. So they use that as That's a great idea. And then when you're done in the hotel, you just put all all your stuff back in that, you know, just stack it in there. And it's pretty big. I mean there's a lot of space in it. Um so that's Dan, a pretty Dan good hack. Jameson does that too. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah, so that's a pretty good hack for yeah, everybody.
2: Yeah. Another another well okay. since so we're talking about travel, a travel hack, another one. If mm-hmm. you're um you know a lot of people travel really light, you know, and well, I guess you got to have funds for this one, though. That's not an economical hack. Mm. But um, you can, wherever you're going, if you're just going for the weekend, you know, you, you buy the clothes there if you need any or you, upon mm. mood. If you dress upon mood, you know, you can <laughs> purchase stuff where you're there and then you can always mail it home. A lot of guys do that on Storm. Mm. When they go on Storm, you know, they don't take a lot of stuff with them because what, what do you take? You know, because you don't know the laundry situation when you're mm. going on, on a big storm like the guys in Florida right now. Mm you don't know what kind of laundry you're going to get. You know, you might have to buy extra pants. You might have to do this, yeah. you know, so you can't take the whole world with, you you can't take your whole wardrobe with you, mm-hmm. you know? And then when it's time to go home, mail it home. I yeah. Mean, you know, I, yeah, I, I did that with, uh, we went to uh New York, went to go see my brother
0: when he was living there and we mailed all of our stuff. Like we packed it all up in boxes and mailed it so that we could just walk on. It was, we had a flat LAX mm-hmm. for that flight. And, um, it worked out. Like all we had was carry ons we mailed everything to his house. He's like, yeah. got three big boxes at his house. He's like,
1: what is all this? Oh, that's our clothes. Yeah. And you mailed it back.
0: And we mailed it back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's just, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, I'm gonna add to that. And I want to say a uh, shout out to all the brothers, sister, brothers and sisters at hurricane Ian right now, restoring power. Thank you guys. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like be you're safe. We're safe, safe guys. Yeah. Um, tra- quick, uh, travel hack would be, um, Hilton honors. Get the app. So when you're taxiing in the uh, airport, you can go already and check in into your hotel. So um, I brushed ahead everyone. There was like twenty people in line, and I already went to my room. And it's all on it's all on your phone. It was pretty oh, sweet, like your
0: the mobile key, key and
2: all. Key yeah. that. yeah, that's was cool. Dope. That is cool for Vegas. Look at Tony. Just, b- yeah, you yeah. Out. Now, now I'm really moving here <laughs> for Vegas. Just be confident and walk into the the uh, the VIP the concierge check check in. Just walk in, <laughs> own the place. Walk in and go to the front. How you doing? Go to the bar, get a scotch, get a yeah. cigar, and just walk it's, and up it's like you know, that. And it's free. <laughs> and it's free. Just walk in there, be confident, yeah. and they will check you in. Forget about those lines. <laughs> Forget about those lines. Uh, actually, one more question. It's going to cover
1: a, a, a bunch of questions here um, from Instagram. We, we're t- constantly getting. Um, Questions from pre-apprentices, apprentices, looking for advice. Um, I'll, I'll give this one to Raul. He's, he's going to be the expert, but I'm going to tell you guys right now. Um, if you reach out to us, I'm going to tell you to check out um, uh, episode nine with Eugene, uh, episode 14 with Ryan Lucas. Check out those episodes. There's some great detail in there. And then I'm going to tell you to check out the calnabjtc.org website. All your information is going to be on there. Um, Raul can kind of get into in, anything else uh, um, as far as setting yourself up and then, uh, We'll go from there. We got roll. I get, the, we get these questions tons. I know Ryan said he gets, gets us a lot. What's the question? It's just about, uh, sorry, good question. Um, <laughs> it's just about um, how can people get into the apprenticeship, oh, get okay. into the trade? What, okay. If if so, then what's, what's the advantage? Where do they get the advantage at? Um,
0: you got to apply everywhere. You know, you got to just, I mean, there's nine JATCs across the country. Don't be afraid to go to every single one and apply um there's several line schools um if you're a veteran there's veteran programs out there check out ryan lucas podcast um here locally if you're you know if you're out of the military you can sign book one you got to bring in the appropriate documentation to local 47 um get in you got to. i mean start with your class a license is a big thing don't don't even try to do anything unless you have that class a license um that's definitely a leg up um Hone in on some, I think we talked about it earlier today, hone in on some of your interview skills because some of these JTCs um, and CalNev's one of them is you got five minutes to really sell yourself the best you can and impress. Um, Work on some of
1: those skills. What do you think? Maybe just printing out the top 10 interview questions, looking in the mirror. I mean, it sounds silly, but- I would grab grab somebody to ask you questions. You know, tell me about yourself.
0: How do you answer that basic question without fumbling through it? You know, why do you want to be a lineman? You know, um, can have you climbed before, you know, what are, what are some of the skills you have to climb? You know, have you driven a truck? You know, are you, are you okay with, um, can you, you know, are you okay with traveling? You know, this is a business that we're going to travel in. Um, so yeah, hone in on those skills, um, reach out to mentors. I mean, I'm sure if you're getting in the trade, you probably know somebody in the trade. Um, if you don't, um, like I said, there's tons of podcasts out, um, you can reach out like I said, just really apply everywhere. It's so competitive right now. It's not like 20 years ago, 25 years ago when we were getting in that, you know, you came in with no experience um, and it's a different time. Everybody wants to get in. It's, it's a great career uh, for, for a young uh, a family to get out there. I mean, don't stop at the JTCs either. Utilities, there's tons of utilities out there. Um, apply everywhere. And I think the more the more you apply, the better chance you are of getting something.
2: Increase your chances. It's very competitive.
1: Tony, can you add to the interview part? Is there anything you are looking for when you interview at, at any level?
2: Yeah, be genuine. I'm, a, you know, I I can see through you if you're if you're genuine or not, because what I'm getting is um a lot of cookie cutter interviews. You know, they all say the same thing, <laughs> and then then I already know he's just being. He's saying what? Hey, you need to say this. So then I have to really identify if I want this guy. So I got to change my question a little bit, you know, to see if I can get a more of a genuine response, you know? So you got to change up. The w- I got to change up my style when I interview for that reason, because I'm not getting out of it. You just have to be prepared, man. Another thing I tell, I tell these kids are if you go to online school and you graduate and the books are loaded and you can't get work or whatever the case may be. And then for a whole year, Of you being out of that school, you're working at Best Buy or somewhere else that has nothing to do with getting your hands dirty. Really makes me think of how bad you want. How bad does this kid want it? Because I can guarantee you, he could have got a job somewhere as a laborer Mm -hmm. or doing something to get dirty and getting himself prepared. When I see that, and I and I'll ask the question: Are you on the books? Are you? What's going on? You got out of line school a year ago, and you haven't done a lick of construction work. Like that right there is a red flag for me. So stay busy. If you get out of that school, do something. If you can't pick up a job, you know, the books are loaded or whatever the case may be, go do something else with your hands. But I can guarantee you you will you can find a job. There's like Raul said, Mm -hmm. you can't just say, Well, I'm waiting on here locally. Just here locally. That's not gonna cut it these days. It's not. You Mm -hmm. gotta stay busy. You know, investigate if you really, really wanna do this. Don't waste your time. Don't waste anybody's time. You know, be that's be point. ready. It's a good point.
1: Right on. Cool. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, uh, I like what I like what you guys had to say. It's gonna answer a lot of questions. We get these constantly, and that's fine. We're happy to uh, to entertain and, and and guide the best way we can. But it's gonna be upon yourself. We're gonna give you guys a little bit of knowledge, whatever we know, and then it's up to you. Go go. Get your career. Make the most of it. Do do what you see best based upon the information you get. Uh, but I would think really, really. Uh, talking to Raul a little bit earlier, he said these resumes are really looking very similar. So you need to stand down in the interview. What is that going to take? It's going to take some soft skills. Uh, look in the mirror, practice in the mirror. Get someone who's a, who's a critical judge of you uh, that's going to give you some honest feedback when you're answering these tough questions because you're going to have uh, five board members. Five or six. Uh, there's four, four board members. There's also and Just here locally, and they're scary.
0: Four. There's four on a panel plus the you know assistant director or even senior director at the apprenticeship, mm-hmm. but yeah be if you can't sit in front of a panel and and ask questions and look you know men right in the right in the eyes and answer those questions like practice that first because you know that's first impressions that's all you got yeah
2: you know? and, and be confident be yeah. confident man if you really want this yeah. you can walk into that room and own it yeah you know tell them what your heart's saying man like listen this is this is what I want to do yeah. with my life and this is why right I'll tell you why I want to do this with my life you know mm-hmm. and just be a genuine genuine person you know
1: and I guarantee with the many, as many interviews as they see, they're going to be able to smell your bullshit if you're trying to bullshit Absolutely. a mile away. <laughs> so don't bullshit. Yep. Uh, man, that was supposed to be a quick episode. We're, we're rolling in an hour and a half. Are we? Yeah. Oh my God, we talk too much. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I told you people. we wouldn't get anything done on a crew. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we spent an hour and a half just hey, talking would. about it. If Tony and I were the journeyman. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, sir. Yes, sir.
2: Is that it? That's it, Uh, man. man. You
1: want to wrap up, uh, Tony? Well, you. Tony. Tony, what you got going on, man?
2: I got a lot of things going on, man. Just, I mean, work work is busy. You know, obviously, you know that that doesn't stop. You know, and my other job making knives (laughs) that's super busy. Mm -hmm. You know, just what are you you working on right now? More creative than anything. What are you working on? Well, I mean, I've got my customer orders, but Mm. um, I've got a couple side little damascus pieces that i'm working on just trying to be more innovative trying to use my mm. mind more nice on how to manipulate the steel and have fun with it nice you know it's still fun for me i think i think last time you said you were going to do leather Are you still doing the leather yeah i invested more money in leather work yeah. you know nice. that's a whole nother business though man oh you know, I know, it's dude. like i gotta kind of keep it simple but yeah yeah i did buy a pretty sweet <laughs> um what do you call it a uh, sewing machine that's sick is it nice and it's kind of weird to get excited about a sewing machine dude but this thing is that's cool bad. that's cool that's awesome man
0: well hey i appreciate you coming out dude this uh, has been thank fun you. Thank um you. and uh you know for you to come in last minute you know to add value to this conversation just to answer some of these questions i think this is a great format i do like it so good job paul on that Dang. Uh, um i think it was it was uh, a lot better than what i thought it was going to go down so i appreciate you and your new format um any final words? Anything else you want to say to anybody? Where can where can anybody find you? Uh just
2: remind everybody. You can find me on Instagram, Tony underscore Bravo underscore Knives, mm-hmm. and um, you taking orders. Yeah, Check it out right now. Yeah, I, I take orders. You know, I take orders. Um, a little bit of a wait right now, but mm-hmm. uh, just be patient, man. This is You're this is uh, a custom blade. Dude. Yeah, this is this is art, man. I'm, you yeah. know, my two hands built it. You know, yeah, it's one just one guy. That's so dope. But um, but more importantly we've been talking about there's a lot of questions about leadership and, and these kids coming up, mm-hmm. you guys be humble, go out and get it, know what you're getting into and then do whatever it takes to to protect the trade. That's how, that's, should be your attitude. Don't come in here with a crappy attitude where, you know, I'm just here to get money, bad attitude, man, do whatever it takes to protect this trade because that's what, you know, that's what's going to keep us moving, keep us going. That's very very important to me. So no. just keep well it up, said, those. dude. Keep no. it up. It's uh,
0: yeah. We got we can't forget where we came from. Absolutely. You know, we talked about communication today. We talked a lot of great questions that drove a lot of good conversation. But at the end of the day, like you said it well, man. You got to protect our industry. Everybody sure. out there trying to get in. Anybody who's currently in it, um, let's move forward in what we're trying to do and in everything, quality and safety and everything we're doing, um, and building and building it for the next guy. Yeah, like leaving it better. Then when, you know, then leaving it better now than when, than when, than, than when how you when we it. got in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting a little messed up here, but I guess I should try to drink some more of that pumpkin spice latte. Oh, it's going to mess <laughs> with the, your pants, man. It's, it's going to mess with your pants. All right. We're going to get out of here. Um, I want to take a second. Looking forward to the rodeo coming up, right? A couple weeks.
1: weeks. Uh, next week, man. The next week already? Yeah. I pack your bags. Behind.
0: Um, are you packed yet? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Ready to go. Um yeah, looking forward to seeing everybody come check us out
1: at our uh, in our booth. What number is it again? 612. Uh, we're going to be uh, right next to Jelco. Uh, oh. Right there.
0: Just want to say what's up to Jelco, one of our promotional partners. Shout out. Shout out to Shout out to Cat. We'll see you soon. Um working athlete just want to make mention. Thank you guys for what you do. Uh Klein Tools, uh Co Eyewear, uh Buckingham Manufacturing. Uh, special thanks to our rodeo partners area with that f- just that fly swag they got us. I got it, got one on right. Got yeah, a polo, nice. Got a nice polo. Um, thank you guys, uh, Hill Crane. What's up, Ron? And uh, Dragonware FR. Uh, appreciate everything you guys do. Just a special thanks to uh, Lyman Mama and Josh with High Voltage Commando. And just a quick special thanks um, to everybody at Sturgeon Electric, the entire workforce. Uh, appreciate what you guys do. Without you, this podcast is not possible. Um, Appreciate everybody. Thank you, Paul. Nice work.
1: All right. Thank you.